Greetings Padawans and welcome to the archives. Here to unlock this holocron, here's the man of the hour, Jedi Master Sotiko. And don't forget about Juder Fred and everyone's favourite rebel, MJ. <laughs> Wait. Can I pan the camera down? Why does that look like a moo bro? That job looks like a moo Pan. What does that even do? You might have to do it yourself. Oh, fuck. There we go. Perfect. Berlin is chilly. It's just hitting the Mbappe the whole time. Dog, I do that every time I score with him. I'll do the fucking salute. Alright. Ready when you are, MJ. What up, guys? Here. We here with the boys. It's another night. I'm a Jawa. <laughs> we don't got the juice, but I got the boys. We ain't we got out. the juice, but we got the jute out <laughs> here today. Back on the block for the Archives podcast, joined again by our boy MJ, Fred, and of course, ain't nobody cuter than the Judah. It's me. <laughs> and today we got episode five. Woo! Episode five of the Archives coming at you guys with our reactions to the Ahsoka show, talking about episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Talking about some theories as per usual. And of course, we are debuting a new segment. We're running a little trivia show where I will be asking these goobers questions about oh, Star Wars. And then of course oh, we have <laughs> and of course we have your guys' questions that you've sent in in our galactic dispatches. Again, if you'd like to send some in, hit us in the comments, hit us on Twitter at Star Wars TAP. To get them included. With all that being said, I'd love to know what you guys' thoughts were on the Ahsoka show because we didn't really, we didn't really deliberate post-show. But mighty golly, what a show it was! How did you, how did you feel about it, MJ? Because we didn't watch it with you. No, so um, I. I am still uncertain uh, if all release times are going to be the same. And if so, um, that means no watch parties on my side, but I will get to watch them with Miss MJ because it is at a decent time. But uh, I had, it was a roller coaster of emotions, honestly. Um, I had my pros and cons, I'd say, reactions wise. What was one of the cons? everything was predictable yeah i felt that as well slightly and like watching shows with me man i predict everything yeah and the and the gut stabbing <laughs> like that r.i.p qui-gon man he's the only one that actually got the full potential of what a lightsaber feels like because he's dead <laughs> hey to be fair to that one though qui-gon got messed up you know, true. Stabbed down the middle. Yeah, there's also we also got to talk locations, you know, because if, if I'm getting stabbed right here, I'm wearing that shit, you know, I'm true. wearing it. But if I'm getting stabbed down the middle, 
through the that's your spine through the spine and Darth Maul, he was holding that thing in there for some time too, you know. Yeah, it's Jover. That point. he was holding that bad boy in there. Didn't he care? He also like there was also a lot of time between when Qui Gon died and Obi Wan killing Maul. Like there was at least 12, 15 minutes. So he's just sitting there. A good fight. Yeah. So. Every other sequence, like, we're not going to talk about Reva, okay? We're not going to talk <laughs> about Reva, because that bitch is on God mode. But, <laughs> every other time that we've seen a gut stabbing, they've kind of had either help instantly, or they've been rushed to a med station. So, I get it, but at the same time... Um, I would have liked to have seen just like a missing limb because you can replace a missing limb, but they just have this stabbing asphyxiation, and I don't know why. Well, Someone's got to be in half at that point. Fuck. At that point, you know. If I'm not putting my lightsaber in somebody, bro, you know, it just ain't the same. <laughs> That's how it feels, man. Like <laughs> we've seen three people get stabbed now, and they've all lived. GI and I get GI because he has two stomachs. He got stabbed in one of them. But yeah. Reva lives because she was on God mode. And yeah, no, then... four people have been like stabbed. Mm -hmm. uh, no, five, four to five, um, and have lived. And it's really unfortunate. But I want to get to uh, my favorite reaction, definitely, of the show. For sure. Um, so at me and my most hype moments with this show was the music the score straight amazing feels like it was just happiness magical um the star wars in the in the prime of music you know what i mean the best way i could put it <laughs> and the way that they introduced these two new characters in particular was outstanding basically a home run if you ask me just out of the ballpark i agree shin hati especially and i know i know you're feeling that character 100 percent, 100 p on a stack shin hati oh, was man. she was sick like i didn't expect her to be she was kind of like a pit bull on a mm -hmm. leash and then Balin took her off the leash and then bah, 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 went crazy on it. Balin, I didn't expect to be as like stoic as he was. Like he's rather chill. And the brother had like two hallway scenes where he was like no emotion, absolutely focused. He was tight. He's got his own hallway scene. Yeah. I I thoroughly And you know what? Like the thing that I loved about that opening scene. Not only did it feel like Star Wars, because they're coming out of their shuttle, the smoke machines going. It was straight Ant's episode one Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan Qui-Gon moment. Yeah. And it was just the straight out Uno reverse. And the, like, yeah, the thing that was absolutely bonkers, they weren't there to slaughter people, but they brought it upon themselves. They were literally just going to go grab Morgan, get up out of there, and no one had to die. But bro had to be insulting, you know? Bro had to get cocky with it. Like, mm, I don't think you're a Jedi. Mm, you're lying. He's like, you're right. 
<laughs> that was sick and it was a well delivered a hundred percent hundred percent uh jute what was your favorite and least favorite part favorite part was chopper being a little terrorist <laughs> talking his shit least favorite part was probably towards the end of episode two where they're just sitting there yapping who looking at the planet morgan oh okay two homies that was probably my least favorite because it was like oh come on yeah i'm not really feeling her as a character because she's kind of too cartoonish and like she's always has a mean expression on her face she's always like growling and <laughs> giving these really weird commands to people she got some who are we talking about um morgan elsbeth the uh night sister i loved her in in this show in particular like she gave me goosebumps in this show compared to mando like i felt like her position as a character like role was two different characters her role in mando was morgan but in this it's still morgan but with the tag night sister mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like her body motion and everything her lines the way she presented it was just astounding dude straight up i just i have a i have a chronic dislike of villains who are like villains in their own head and like they're just always given weird expression like reva i hated reva because she fucking growled every chance that she got like when uh when obi-wan saved leia from that um like spice those spice people and she busts open the door. She's like, where are they? It's like, no one talks like that, man. <laughs> no one's growling. Batman does. Batman's built different than Reva, I gotta be honest. But the thing that, uh, the thing with what you said, Jute, with, with Chopper, I felt like that was such a sick scene in and of itself because it showed Chopper's personality too. And any time that you can take a a droid or a unhuman character and add that personality to them, like it kind of just it you buy into that scene a whole lot more. And I thought that shit was hilarious when <laughs> he was like smacking on the ship when he was getting shot at, <laughs> and he's like, "Fly, bitch! The fuck you doing?" <laughs> Uh, it was a good scene for sure. Uh, Fred, what about you? What was your favorite and least favorite thing about it? Um, so in general, just learning more about Balin, I think is probably my favorite. Because like a lot of people like were like super hyped to see this character come into the show. Mm -hmm. And um, I really think they didn't let us down at all. You know, like I think he's looking really good right now. So hopefully we get some more from him, you know. Mm -hmm. uh as far as least favorite like it's only two episodes deep so i can't really say i have anything that i hated about it um particularly so yeah but as far as liking i definitely like what we saw from balen so far we're definitely gonna see something happen in between like him and ahsoka at some point where oh, they just sure. have a straight up conflict they're gonna clash they're gonna they're gonna touch swords so to speak <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I didn't realize how big he was, bro. Like he's a big ass dude, man. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and the thing is, think. he's Facts. looking for Thrawn to get stronger. Like you're, you already look like a badass. You survived Order sixty six. Like what more? You know, mm -hmm. like what what else can you learn? Dude, he is insane. Someone was saying that, like, say he was a normal Jedi or Jedi Knight. Not a Jedi Master quite yet. He, he probably could be. He's got, like, gray hairs, so they could make him stand out as older. But someone was saying it'd be hilarious if he was, like, Pong Krell's um, apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense why he was so, like, out of it. And that's why. But, I, dude, he was awesome. Like, And it sucks. It really sucks that he's passed away, man. Because I, based off of these two episodes alone... I would want to see this man's backstory because he is just so fucking sick. He's still using his original lightsaber. Literally just probably mixed up the crystals a little bit. I want to know what's up with Shin Hati, her backstory. Like, it's nuts how how well that they've done it so far with these two, first two episodes. Yeah, I agree. It, it's pretty entertaining. So. That's yeah. what I, I would say is my favorite thing is just these these two episodes for world building purposes my fucking god we've already yeah, established true. so much and there's already so many things that we still haven't even touched upon like we've not even seen thrawn yet and we have this uh, insane character builds going on so if, I, i'm hyped i think episode three is supposed to be like another slight world building episode and then four, five, six, we're getting into the mix of things with a f solid seven and eight to finish things off. So I'm I'm hype. And this is obviously also just a drop in the bucket because this is the beginning of what's to be a ceremonious trilogy with Ahsoka, Ahsoka season two, and then the movie. So we still have so much to do and so much to cover that for two episodes as a debut i think it really can't go any better than it was especially with the expectations and pressure upon these two episodes you have to say that they delivered so big shout outs to dave filoni all of the characters in the cast literally the one thing that i picked as like something that was tough for me is just that I think Rosario Dawson is still getting into the character of Ahsoka and I think as she is in character she'll get more into it but that's about it I think Sabine was literally perfect I think the representation was sick um none of us really are here for Harris and Dula gotta be honest I am you are <laughs> I mean, the actress is a good actress, but great actress, great actress. Yeah, but that's because you look like Kanan, though. So you know. <laughs> yeah, we're all Kanan guys, but yeah, I feel that. He ain't gonna be here, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just so excited <laughs> to see what's to come. Um, do you guys have any predictions for what we're gonna get? Well, someone's dying. I think someone's gotta die, but it's obviously not gonna be Ahsoka. Well. You remember the last podcast on how, like, near the end of it, we were, like, heavily, like, <laughs> discussing the topic of possibly Sabine dying, and then within the first episode, yeah. she got stabbed, and I was like, 
I was like, I'm not a wizard, but this is kind of going thing how things were discussed. <laughs> yeah. But um, so th there's one prediction, and it's the one hope that I've, that I've actually had for years, just in generality for Star Wars. It was just to have Star Killer face Ahsoka, and not like if if I was to going to like a star wars community it wouldn't even really be the first thing that would have brought up years ago you know what i mean because mm -hmm. star killer is not canon now everywhere i he's look he's got the potential to be it's like he's coming and i'm like this this is my biggest hope for the show that's my biggest prediction I'll, him and thrawn are my biggest mvps for this show my yeah. jaw will literally probably dislocate and fall to the floor honestly if we see sam facts straight up facts and that's what i was literally about to say we haven't even mentioned the possibility of star killer because with maruk he could literally be star killer you know and i was thinking about this the other night because there's stuff on reddit 25.8 about this character and it's it's kind of like you have to make a canon version of him, right? Why not put it in this show? Why not put it as this character? And JT, I know you're a huge Force Unleashed guy. You said Starkiller would be your character to put it in canon. How would you go about altering his abilities a little bit, maybe, or his personality? Like, as, like as a Starkiller dude, how would you go about it? So in the second game, he's all weakened because he's allegedly a clone. Allegedly, <laughs> I did the light side ending. <laughs> I didn't get struck down. But um, to tone his abilities down, maybe like, you know how in video games, second game, oh, you forgot how to do this. You got to relearn it. Mm -hmm. Probably something like that. Like he's got to find like a hologram. I don't know if they can get abilities from holograms. At this point too, he'd kind of have the, he'd kind of just have free will, you know, cause Vader's dead, but Palpatine's dead. Alleged. Allegedly. So he, he would kind of just have free will to go about his business and maybe like the one thing I don't know, man, because I don't know why he would be working with Thrawn, but maybe it's just for money, for, for power, like Balin's going after. But the one thing that I really did love was their mini fight right there that they had. And then when he threw the lightsaber and then just came back to him like 10 seconds later, that was sick as hell. That's, I thought Ahsoka was gangster as shit with the way she dodged it. But yeah. the question I have is... She's so attuned with the Force. Yeah. Is he actually double-cheeked up like that? He might be, bro. If he is, bro... <laughs> Fair play. Oh, good God. Because we saw a whole lot of ass in those trailers, man. Mm hmm A whole lot of ass. I don't think it's going to be... Barris Offee would be a fucking sellout, you know? Like, we don't want that. It's obviously a possibility, but we don't want it. We don't want it More to happen. Tunes for Gwigo, bro. 
I don't know, man. Like, I I feel like it's gotta be Star. It has to be Star Killer. It has to be. Trevor's not sipping on that Barris coffee. Sorry, I'm JT. not. I'm I ain't not. either. I ain't no two percenter for no Barris coffee. <laughs> but <laughs> if if it's not Star Killer and it's just some new character, that's fine. I just feel like there's gonna be a lot of backlash. Because everyone wanted it to be, you know, and it's just something like that. But I'll see where it goes because so far, so good. You know what I mean? So far, so good. We're really, we're starting in a nice little theme right now because right as of now, the bad guys are kind of, I say the bad guys, <laughs> the bad guys the are kind of, the Ufus are winning. They've got the star map. They know where to go. They're setting up that the Eye of Scion. They're about to go get Thrawn. So do you guys think that we're going to get Thrawn a lot more sooner rather than later? Nope. You don't think so? Nope. I kind of want us to, to be honest. Like, just all that hype for like one or two episodes of Thrawn just doesn't do it for me, man. I need Thrawn to do half the series, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and the... It's not just Thrawn as well, because they get Thrawn, they get Ezra, you know, and they could use Ezra as like barter. They could use yeah. him as ransom, use him as bait. So we're going to get uh, Ezra yeah. as well. There, There is a theory that the Inquisitor is Ezra. How would you feel about that? It'd be like a 45% like, damn, you know. Why? What's the point? What's yeah. the point? <laughs> but I could also say, so far, the Inquisitor's really not done anything wrong. So perhaps, maybe he's only doing so as a spy, question mark, because we know Ezra loved to be in the uniforms of his mm -hmm. enemy right he loves Behind enemy lines yeah so maybe ezra's doing it as a spy but who knows because how would he even get back in the first place you know yeah before thron so i i don't think it's ezra simply because i don't know how it could be but my money right now is like 60% Starkiller, 35% someone we don't know, and then 5% Barris because it's the Ahsoka show and they're mortal enemies, I guess. Even though I felt like Barris wasn't, uh, you know. She ain't like that. Yeah. So this is a little bit different, and I do I do enjoy that they're exploring these themes. But if you guys had to, how would you introduce Thrawn? Would you like literally Ooh. go get him, pick him like up? Like this. Hold on, watch this. Shit. My Palpatine. It is high. In his throne. Chilling Honestly, like, like the trailer showed. Um, him walking through a hallway, just a back shot of Thrawn, his Boss. back blue head, uh, either Sabine or Ahsoka or even Hera 
I, it could be Hera uh, that's captured and who walks in to interrogate this motherfucker. Literally, like, it, what more intimidating of a feeling would you get instead of, like, your regular Imperial or just straight up just out the blue he's introduced instead of, like, it's a journey where you go and get him. Like, you know how Morgan was saved yeah. from Balin and Jin? Nah, give us it. Like, in a sense, like a jump scare, but a dramatic scare moment. You know what I mean? He's walking down the hallway, and it's like, oh, shit. I think it can't just be a pan to him. We got to hear the organs first. And then yeah, like, show him, you know? Oh, okay, yeah, true. But <clears throat> is he going to claim the title of emperor? He better. Emperor Thrawn, you know? Because he's literally the heir to the empire. He's the highest ranked imperial that's left. He's command. Yep. Is he going to claim it as his own empire? Is he going to create something new? What do you guys think? We're off to see the chiss. That'd be that'd be pretty nuts if he came back with the uh, ascendancies. That'd be nuts. Bring in the, the chiss grand navy with him. That'd be crazy. I was thinking, like, what if Thrawn was literally the first... Supreme Leader of the First Order, you know? Uh, and then somehow he dies and then Snoke just waltzes in. It is I. It is I. I don't know how I feel about that. Because the First Order's got to come from somewhere, you know? Later. We'll, we'll worry about that later. And we know, <laughs> we un like, we know that the First Order were Imperials from the outside regions two and two go together at some point and make four you know i think thrawn might be the first supreme leader of the first order fuck the first <laughs> order fuck those movies i hate it would it be called the first order though because to be first order yeah it's this the chess order something he might be thinking know. about that stuff man yeah there's a better name i came up with a poop one and he could he could be taking the chiss technology apply it to the current galaxy bro supreme leader thrawn that's got a ring to it man it's got a ring to it emperor thrawn also does too but at some point et yeah <laughs> grand emperor thrawn <laughs> At some point, they have to put, they have to start, you know, heading that direction. So, do you think it's going to be after this stuff with Thrawn or during, I guess, is the question. Because it, it's a good fucking question. There's not a lot of conversations about this. Hopefully yeah. after. I feel like it's going to be during. I kind of wouldn't mind it because it would be kind of genius of someone like Thrawn to put the First Order together, you know? Mm -hmm. And it would make sense for the First Order to take power rather than if they were just being ran by a bunch of Imperials, you know? Like, they need someone's mind on top of that. And obviously, it would make sense with Palpatine, sure. But I think for Thrawn to have 
like the building blocks and the stepping stones for it to become a galactic superpower again like it would kind of make sense and i think it'd be it'd build a lot of credence for thron because he he's he's a mastermind i just don't know how they're going to move about it and granted we're two episodes in to a, a literal trilogy so there's still tons of stuff to happen mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i think introducing thron as start off with like the emperor you know like i'm the new emperor of the galactic empire you will run everything through me and we're going to do it right this time. <laughs> That'd be fire. Because I've always held the understanding if Thrawn was in charge of the Battle of Endor, the rebels are getting swept in four. They're getting cooked. I like it. I like it. Hashtag make the Empire great again. Yep. That'd be sick. Bring out hats, red ones. <laughs> That'd be fire. <laughs> Anyone have any uh, final words on the Ahsoka show so far before we move on? Uh, good work. Keep it up, you know, like, give me more, please. Mm -hmm. No cliffhanger, please. Thank you. Fingers crossed. It is a TV show, though, so. Yeah, yeah we're not. Big. Don't give me a Sopranos ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's Thrawn, black screen. See you next season in two years. Mm hmm. So our, our next nope. conversation topic is, of course, since this is episode five of the archives, we're talking all about Empire Strikes Back, one of the more plotted and loved movies of all time, and even in high rankings of the greatest movies of all time. So the question, first and foremost, that I want to pose to you guys is where does the empire strikes back rank on your personal rankings of star wars and just give me a few thoughts that you have of the film oh i mean you know me bro i am all about episodes one through three mm -hmm. so uh I mean, Empire Strikes Back is still really good, right? We get to see uh, our boy Commander Luke being chilling, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> we, get <to> see him <laughs> we get to see him chop off a giant furry monster's arm. So that was pretty cool. Our gal. Yeah. We got to yep. see him kiss his sister Our a bunch of times. Facts. Get him the Relic Nine. Right, <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, overall ranking from one to nine, I think it sits at five, probably. To be honest, maybe, maybe like it moves up to four, <laughs> but it, it's five for me, bro. You know, I just love the original trilogy so much. You know, like, I I respect if other people like it more, but you know, for me, original trilogy beats everything. So for that's me, fair. I've grown to like it more than I the first time I watched it. Cause playing through the squiggle. I can feel that, yeah. Ah, true. That shit helps a lot. True, true, yeah. Fighting Wampa again, and yeah, yeah. Now I feel you there. Hermit Yoda beating on R two with a fucking stick is great. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when anyone has an interaction with a droid or a little side character, I love it. I do too. And we are going to talk about that a little bit coming up. Good, good. So where's the rank in your personal rankings? I'll say it's number four. Number four? That's that's fair. That's fair. What about you, MJ? You look like you're pondering. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's in my top three for sure. Uh, with Revenge of the Sith being, you know, number one. It's, it's not always about, like, the hero winning. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the villain has to win in some most often when that happens it's a great flick or a great script so i agree yeah for me it's i want to say it's chilling pretty at three at number three um i only have return of the jedi and revenge of the sith above it which those two movies I could talk about for hours, but um, Empire Strikes Back really was, I want to say, the first movie that made me really want to just dive into Star Wars because obviously I saw the first two and then before episode three came out, four, five, and six would come on TV like every six months or so. So You'd always sit down and watch it. And I remember because of like the snow and just the like, they went so many different places on episode five compared to four. Four, they're on Tatooine and then they're in space. They're on the Death Star and then they're, they remain in space the rest of the episode, I believe. Episode five, they mix it up. They start on a snowy biome. And then they get into space. And then Luke goes to Dagobah. Everyone else is off doing their own thing in Cloud City. They all come back to Cloud City. And then, of course, you have the ultimate fight with Luke and his son. Not his son, his father. And it was just a, it was an incredible movie, man. And I loved that it explored the, the themes of the bad guys winning. Mm-hmm. Because you it's can get nice. you can get away with that when you're in the middle of a trilogy, like you can perfectly get away with it, and everything that they did was kind of like the opposite of four, but it just flowed so well, and it created a lot of really fun moments and a lot of moments that everyone enjoys, and they didn't have to blow up a Death Star to do All it, right. either, so it made things. It made things really work. We also got to see a lot more of Darth Vader. I think his character was explored a whole lot more. And we got to see a lot of character change with mid-arcs with Luke, Han, and Leia. And we got to just see them stand out. And everyone who was on screen really got their time to shine. And you don't really see that in a whole lot of movies, especially within Star Wars. Like, you don't see people sacrificing for others um, consistently like Han Solo does. And he's always doing what he can. And he's supposed to be a, a jackass. He's supposed to be a, an absolute scoundrel. Yet, throughout the series, he's always the one that's sacrificing for people. And you see that in Empire Strikes Back. And you really see that. Um, so I just thought it was a really 
phenomenal movie and it was i think why it's so good is because it is that middle movie in a trilogy and it doesn't flop like i think it's got to be probably the greatest second episode of anything it, it has to be it has to be the best second episode of any trilogy or any sequel because it's just so well done and it makes you want that next movie so bad because you know that there's one after it so i think it's great i think it's great and the only movies yeah. that i have above it are literally the one that comes after and the one that kind of sets the stage for it with episode three yeah and now thinking about it too the best character in the entire like star wars universe also debuts in episode five you know my mm -hmm. boy you know him you love him lando calrissian i'm putting it at four <laughs> solid four it's my fourth favorite movie That's maybe fair. third if i if the nostalgia kicks in a little bit but four right now so that's very fair what would you say was your of the latter three or i guess of the first three if you had to rank them so four five and six what would you say is number one for you guys um for me it's reverse order so six five four you know yep <laughs> yeah i'm pretty much the same with that but i know a lot of people love empire i know a lot of people love a new hope um, for probably nostalgia reasons, they love A New Hope more than the other two. Yeah. But I've always felt like reverse order, six, five, four. And that's not to say, because I don't think that there's a bad Star Wars movie, right? I just think that some are just different fucking gravy, you know? different gravy and i think empire strikes back is definitely one of them um if you guys had to pick one scene or one battle from empire strikes back and you had to like sell that to someone that's never seen star wars which one would you pick i already talked about it mm -hmm. i'm picking the uh the lip battle between luke and leia <laughs> <laughs> the i think i yoda Versus yeah. R2 any day of the week. <laughs> Hermit, Hermit versus R2. I'm with that. Facts. Mine! Mine, mine, mine! <laughs> How does that not sell? <laughs> See? True. I didn't really like Yoda's portrayal in this because it kind of... It went against everything that he stood for. Because there was one line in particular where Luke was like, Come on, Ben, tell him I'm ready. I'm not afraid. And Yoda's just like, oh, you will be. But Yoda's the same guy that said fear is the path to the dark side. So is he foreseeing Luke's maybe path to the dark side? Or is he just being a dickhead? I think he was just being an old dickhead, personally. He lost his fucking mind. On that yeah, he's been, yeah. On a, he's been in a swamp for God knows how long. He died at like 900, so he probably stayed there for about a buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating nobody god knows him. what you know Tom, he's got his own wilson <laughs> only person that he could ever talk to is fucking qui-gon it's like leave me alone dude <laughs> but i think it was gas i think the one scene i would show is probably the battle of hoth 
because you get to see a little bit of everything you know you get to there's a vader cameo you get to see luke with his lightsaber yeah i think that entire like opening sequence is sick but that does pull us as soon as jute gets back <laughs> difficulties be technical bring me back <laughs> i'm back all right perfect oh, so before what we happened? hop into theories um we're gonna talk about this trivia segment because i do have some trivia what? that i'm gonna ask you folks and see how this goes so Finish. like ronaldo um fred what is your buzzer sound gonna be okay uh mj what's your buzzer Wait, sound gonna be okay and then juder <laughs> all right juder's got his vibrator all right so we have just uh, a handful of questions and then the winner gets a big prize so slap in the face <laughs> here we go we're gonna start with the first question and the first person that gets it buzz it in you answer it if the first person gets it wrong we'll move to the person that buzzed second so which planet serves as the base for the separatist alliance <laughs> oh, fuck i finished yeah give it to fred fred uh mustard fart otherwise known as mustafar that is incorrect oh no wait, I know <laughs> fred must have forgot like me <laughs> yeah yeah no that's where they went to after bro uh oh can I go again? Juder? Geonosian. Correct. It is Geonosis. Yeah, so I jumped the gun, bro. <laughs> one point to the Juder. Um, question number two. What is the species of the bounty hunter Bosk? Mm. Yes? Trandoshan. That is correct. He is a tranny. Question number three. Who was the only non-Jedi slash Sith character to wield a lightsaber in the original trilogy? Damn, that's a hard one, bro. Original is four, five, six, right? Yep. <clears throat> yes. Palpatine? No, he is a Sith. Not a Jedi or a Sith? Not a Jedi Luke? or a Sith. Luke? Bzzz, Luke? Uh, no. I mean, he wasn't a Jedi when he wielded it. He's a, I guess he's a Padawan. I guess that counts. R2. You know, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll give it to you for R2. He did have a, a lightsaber, you know? But the uh, the answer I was reaching for was Han Solo in The Empire Strikes Back. 
when he cuts open the tauntaun. <laughs> um, question number four. Which pod racer won the Boonta Eve classic race in the Phantom Menace? Fuck. Do we have to name the pod racer? Yep. Or the racer? Fred? Was it Annie? It is Annie. Little Annie. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say. It was the fucking yeah. little rat, dude. Saboba? <laughs> was I was going to Saboba, no. too. <laughs> that was such a question, but I was like, wait, it's Anakin, no? It's Anakin. <laughs> um, question number... So that's up one point. Is that your first point, Fred? Yeah, it is, it is. One yeah. point to Fred, two to MJ, one to Juder. Okay. Question number five. What is the name of the ancient Sith Lord who created the rule of two? <laughs> MJ. Darth Bane? That is correct. That is correct. It's easy to just go bzzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to click a fucking button. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> this um all right so question number six can you name darth sidious's three apprentices and canon we got my boy maul we got count doodoo and we got any <laughs> Perfect. That is correct. Question number seven. What is Dooku's full Sith name? Master Darth Tyrannus. That is correct. MJ with four points now. Beautiful. Question number seven. Which Sith Lord was known as the Lord of Betrayal? Juder. Darth Sion. No. Darth Treya. Fred? It was Treya, right? No. Darth Bent because he hasn't been on the podcast since episode one. You could you could make a case, but that's not the one I'm looking for. I, I don't know who it is on them. MJ, any final guess? Jar Jar. We were looking for one Palpatine. Darth Revan. No fuck that guy. As he orchestrated the betrayal yeah. of the Jedi Order. I haven't got that far. Question number eight. <laughs> What is the name of the planet where Maz Kanata's castle is located? Who the fuck <laughs> is that? The uh, little orange lady with the goggles. Oh. Uh, Fred? Takodana? Correct. Correct. Fuck that movie, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In... Uh, the in Star Wars, who was the 
Sith known for his yellow and black appearance. Fred? Savage Opress. That is correct. Savage <laughs> Shout out to my Swiggle ball knowledge. Yeah. Question number nine. What is the home planet of the Mandalorians? Mandalore? Correct. <laughs> All right. Fred's evened it out. This is question 10. This is for the win. This is for the win. This is worth three points. So the winner wins. Are you guys ready? Juder on two points. MJ on four. Fred on four. Winner of this gets it. Here we go. And the Empire Strikes Back. Can you name four of the five bounty hunters aboard the Executor? Fred? Uh, <laughs> Cad Bane. Bosk. Um, Dengar. And... IG-88. Your answer is incorrect. <laughs> MJ. So, it's... Bosk, Dengar, IG. There's one more. Nope, it's gone. Can I if he gets a bug? We're gonna go to Juder first and then back to Fred. We got Bosk, Dengar, IG. One more bounty hunter. I'm just gonna name a random. Who is <laughs> Boba Fett? That is correct. And Juder wins. <laughs> Juder wins. And Juder's prize is a <laughs> Juder's prize is a Boba Fett Funko Pop. W. Damn, that's a one in the thing too, bro. Dubs, dubs. Congrats, bro. <laughs> All thanks to our sponsor for this podcast, buymmog.com. Thank you, buymmog, for sponsoring this podcast. And congratulations to hey. Juder for winning the Boba Damn. Fett Funko Pop. I'm like that. All right. Now let's talk about some theories, right? <laughs> Let's talk about some theories real quick before we get into the, we're gonna talk about one theory and then we're gonna get into the uh, mailbag segment so the theories that I want to talk about are simply the contrasts that we've seen so far with Ahsoka and her Padawan Sabine Wren Balin Skull and his Padawan Shin Hati now MJ I know you're a huge fan of Balin and Shin how have you observed their time together so far? And is there anything that you're looking forward to? Definitely looking forward to see where Shin's journey leads uh, along with Balin's. Um, they are just a very unique and interesting pair. 
Um, they seem set on a mission, both on their own. Balin has his own sandwich, and that's what I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And Fred, with Ahsoka and Sabine, is there anything that you've noticed and picked up? Um, well, obviously, they're going to be Jedi and Padawan, right? So, mm -hmm. um, what, what I've picked up more than anything is that, like, Sabine kind of seems like that character that knows it all, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, right now she definitely seems like yeah well you know i know the way i know the way it's like you do not know the way young battle <laughs> one not yet ahsoka's been there she's seen some shit she's seen war bro she's seen everything trust me sabine just get a little bit of time you know get it get mm -hmm. it uh, although to be fair ahsoka was the same way no so Maybe a little prediction. Maybe uh, Ahsoka kind of sees a little bit of Sabine in her, and then she, that's how they kind of bond as master and pupil, you know. So, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much my intake from it so far. You know that like Sabine definitely could humble herself a little bit, and maybe Ahsoka will uh, kind of grasp onto that part of her since she was sort of the same way, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really just hyped to see how both of these relationships kind of end up going. Um, which of the two Jute do you kind of put more stock into? I'm thinking I'm putting more stock in Aelin and Jin. Mm -hmm. I've already seen enough Ahsoka propaganda for last me a lifetime. But Balin wants power. What does Shin want? Does she just want to learn? Is she there to murder? Or is she there as a spy? True. We haven't seen her like real intentions yet, you know? So mm -hmm. we don't know what she's actually there for. What does she want? Every Sith wants something, right? So. Mm -hmm. well, Rob didn't even say a single word. Yes, wait. Morale? Yeah. Man, fuck those Inquisitors. I ain't never farming them. I'm excited to, to see where we go with it all, man. I'm really excited. Good show, good show, good show. It's, it's everything that I wanted it to be, and I'm just super happy with it so far, so. Yeah, I think the fact Here's that it's like, we get characters that we already know, we get some new characters too and like we actually get something like decent you know like we get something that's not done a hundred times over you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like obviously there's stuff that they have to do over and over right sith and their apprentice coming in twos you know and like a jedi and their pupil but like i just love the fact that we're getting something that's not repeated over and over again give me more of that please give me something that i can grasp onto and enjoy that i haven't like already seen a hundred times you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's just my take on the show so far. And we've only had two episodes, so... If I get... How many more episodes are in the season? I don't even know how many episodes are in the season. Four um, more? If we get... We have six, six more. Six Dang. more? 
if if I get at least like four more of those episodes with me just getting like good entertainment, something that I haven't seen a million times in Star Wars, yes please, all day, all day. Yeah, that's pretty much what I want, you know. Mm -hmm. Just gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm, I, Brock is, it's, this show can go anywhere, and I just hope that it keeps trending upwards, but it's just one of those that I've been consistently and, you know, happily ready to, to watch, because I'm just so excited, and I'm gassed to see what the next episode has in store for us, but hey ho, we move on to our Galactic Dispatches segment where you guys send us in questions and we answer them. So shout out to the people that have sent us in questions on the Instagram or Twitter at Star Wars TAP or in the comment sections below. Get in touch with us and send in your questions. Tap in. S tap in. Yes, sir. Starting off in New York City with Sarah. She says, hi there. I've always wondered about the opening scene of The Empire Strikes Back. Why did the Rebel Alliance choose the icy planet Hoth as their base? Seems like a harsh environment to set up shop in. Is there any significance to this choice? Ah, okay. A fellow New Yorker. What up, Sarah? Well, uh, I think I'll kick us off with this one, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, when, if you think about it, right, Sarah? The Rebel Alliance are trying to stay hidden. They don't want the Empire to find out where they are. So why not put your base somewhere that nobody wants to go? Somewhere that's nice and secluded, you know? There's crazy, harsh, snowy weather, you know? It's hidden in, like, the middle of who knows where. And they're all wearing white, so you can't see nobody. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, when you really think about it like that, like, that's it's the perfect place to hide, you know what I'm saying? can't find nobody where you don't want to go plain and simple that's kind of how i assert it as well and it's distant enough that they can get their dispatches off it's also in the midst of a uh a it's in the midst of a a trade lane as well but I think the the most important reason why they put it out there on an icy planet like Hoth is because it's so well hidden and it's so well disguised because all you can see top down is white. They literally had to send probe droids to look for stuff, you know? So that's why. That's why. Yeah. And ain't nobody want to be fucking cold. No. Not at all. Judah. I like being cold. I like being cold, but, but not that fucking cold. Shit. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, Jude, you probably the closest to us to a hoth type beat, you know? Like, how, mm -hmm. how you feel with it? Just fucking. Everyone's wearing white, blending in with the snow, like mm -hmm. Fred said. But one thing I think would be a disadvantage to them would be like heat tracking. True. What the, it's fucking all blue. Mm -hmm. Like Ghost Adventures, you know, yeah. there's a hot spot. You yeah. don't fucking see the hot spot. 
I don't know if the probe droids got that. If yeah, for sure. The Empire's a little stupid. No, definitely they got that. Definitely they got that. They're too advanced for that. They're out here building that ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got this uh, next question, Fred? Yeah, let me dig up in this bag real quick. So we got David from Chicago, Illinois. Says, uh, hey, big fan of the podcast. Well, uh, thanks, by the way, Dave. You know, we uh, we do our best, you know. We trying. Uh, yeah, we're trying out here. I've heard that the famous I am your father line from Darth Vader to Luke Skywalker wasn't originally part of the script for The Empire Strikes Back. Can you shed some light on how this iconic moment came to be and why it was added? I've actually heard this one too. Uh, I'll send it off real quick. Okay. If sure. I uh, if I recall, I believe Mark Hamill actually did an interview with it, saying he was reading the script and when he was doing the movie actually wasn't in. And I believe that just the main reason for it was to just have a genuine reaction. Um, and a lot of directors do that. You know, they leave certain key aspects out part of the script to uh, get a genuine reaction to shine some light from the actor. So I think it was very a good decision, in my opinion. I do too. Yeah, no, for sure. Genuine reactions are uh, one of the best things about like, just like, cause there's like a lot of movies that do that too. Not just like Star Wars, you know? And in a lot of those movies, like those ath actors that like, when they portray their emotions, you know, like you can tell it's real. Mm -hmm. And it looks a lot better because it's real. If that makes sense. And also something about the scene itself. So I want to say only four people knew. Um, James Earl Jones knew. George knew. Mark was told. And the director was told. So if word got out, they knew who it was, right? Because James Earl Jones was never on site for the um, for the screenings. Mark would have known about it because he knew that it what was gonna go down with it. And George and the director were as tight knit as possible because the original thing that Vader said was um, no. What was it? Obi Obi Wan never told you. Um, there was no Obi Wan killed your father. Was the original line. That's what everyone on set heard from the dude under the mask. It wasn't until the yeah. movie actually came out that everyone on the set actually saw what happened, because George and his wife did the editing for that scene, and no one else was allowed to see the scene. So that's why it was added. And the reason why is because it was such a fucking plot twist. It wasn't, it was never intended. And it was simply just because George wanted to keep it such a secret because it is the biggest plot twist in cinema history. If you literally start from episode four and then watch four, five, six, one, two, three in that order, you don't know that Anakin is his father. Um, so that's why it was added to be that big of a plot twist 
And back then there were people that were spoiling things. There were people that were selling things to tabloids and stuff, letting people know what happened in certain things. So I think George was just protecting his IP, if that makes sense. You got the next question, MJ? Yeah. So this is uh, from Emily out in Seattle. Hi, The Empire Strikes Back has some fantastic lightsaber duels, especially the one between Luke and Vader on Cloud City. I've heard that the actors did a lot of the stunt work themselves. Could you share some insights into how the choreography was developed and who was responsible for bringing these intense fights to life? That's a good question. It's a really good question. So for this one, I ain't got a damn clue who was responsible for it. But they did a damn good job. Mm -hmm. You need these stunt workers and choreographers to work together to prevent injuries on the site. With injuries, you could fucking prolong the movie. You could set back the movie a long time. Yeah. The movie may never be made. Like, look at some. Look at Superman. Superman literally never walked again because of what happened on set. You know. Yeah. What happened? So whose son died? Uh, Jet Lee. No, Bruce Lee's. Yeah. His son died. Yeah, and so then, you have to have stunt directors, like, really working with these people and having these stunt coordinators. A lot of the characters want to do their own stunts. Like, Hayden Christensen's always done his own stunts. But you also have stunt dudes step in. For certain characters and you need people like that and i think that's mm -hmm. just a that's a hollywood thing you know um as far as the choreography goes nick gillard was the lightsaber director on the first not first three but the prequels and there's a reason the first three have just the most cracked lightsaber duels like you have maul Obi-Wan, you have Obi-Wan Anakin, maybe the greatest lightsaber duel in history. I think it's also the longest fighting scene, a one-on-one -on -one fighting scene in movie history. So, unbelievable, unbelievable choreography and just so well done. So well done. Anyone else yeah, have anything to add on that? Did they bring in like a, a fence or something for the the original like the four to six? They're like a fence yeah. working on the yeah. And you can tell with how they're standing and holding them and yeah, for sure, yeah, they're parrying and you know, like <laughs> it would explain uh, it explain a lot. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was a fencer. But yeah, that, yeah. I, I don't know his name though, so but. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you bro because you did good work you definitely did good work so 100 um you got the next one jute jute we got this one from chris from miami florida one thing that has puzzled me was how luke managed to survive the harsh conditions on the dagobah during his jedi training with yoda the swamp seemed so hostile and dangerous how did looking oh sorry how did luke and yoda managed to survive there and why did yoda choose this place to train luke um so i'll i'll kind of hit that question from the back right so yoda chose that place because there were that planet was so have like every 
every planet has their own kind of like force atonement dagobah had the like highest force atonement in the known galaxy and a lot of things on there were so sensitive with the force and echoing in the force and beaming with the force that it was a good place for him to go and hide from the emperor um there's a lot there there was no way for the empire to ever like take ground because it is just a big swampy planet um and you see like luke can't even fucking land his x-wing except into a bog so imagine trying to land like walkers and set up imperial bases there like it's just not gonna happen so that's why yoda chose that planet uh mainly because it kind of shadowed and it put a blanket over his um his force echo that he puts off as an individual how did they manage to survive quite simply force users are super atoned to those around them and inversely the force is always communicating with one being to another that's why they were never attacked so to speak but that's why r2 was attacked and that it shows the contrast of the 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 sentient being and the non-sentient being because luke didn't get attacked but the droid did um so it was a hostile and dangerous environment but at the same time for people who were at one with the force it was very peaceful and that was the place that his training had to go down because there's so much focus and force output in jedi training that if they were on like a tatooine for example if the empire is or the emperor or vader at all are near there then they'd be able to easily sense it because they already could kind of sense luke's awakening in the force with all the focus and output that goes into jedi training they'd easily be able to figure out where they're at so that's why that's why um if you guys want we could just move on to the next question <laughs> didn't mean to take that whole one but um, no, yeah, no, for sure. yeah. We can move on to the next one. So this one is from Kathleen in Edinburgh, UK. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy anniversary as well. Um, she asks on Twitter, would you rather be really skilled with a lightsaber or be really skilled with the Force? Um, Probably really skilled with the Force. As much as I would like to swing around a lightsaber, you know, and... Uh, be a badass with it. I feel like the force has more benefits in general than just being able to use a lightsaber. So, yeah, that's that's probably my pick. Gotta agree. She will, motherfucker. Let me. I'm gonna take a lightsaber, man. I'm gonna take a lightsaber because I feel like at least then. But it's tough, you know. It is tough because. With a lightsaber, you can do stuff that you you can make so much money on YouTube with a lightsaber, bro. You can literally lift things up in the midair. <laughs> yeah, but people would just be oh, special effects, the special effects. I'll cut you down. <laughs> What's a lightsaber? <laughs> um, I'll lift them up with the force. This is a, this is actually a tough. Thing. It's not an easy question, right? 
It's not an yeah. easy question. No, I definitely thought about it for like a second, and I was like, "Oh man, a lightsaber would be awesome," you know. But like, you could be really skilled with the Force and be like a Jedi, where they used to use just normal swords, or have. This doesn't say that there's no atonement in either. So, yeah, you should we say force. like, yeah, really skilled with the lightsaber, average Force atonement, or really skilled with the Force, average lightsaber wielder. In that case, give me the really skilled with the force, right? Yeah, I got to pick the same thing. Skilled with the force. You know, there's just too many uh, fun tricks that I can play, you know? But at the same time, compared to whom, you know? If I'm average in the force in this galaxy, I'm better than everyone. I'm still that give, guy. Give me any force. Give me any force, bro. Give me just a Jedi mind trick, bro. <laughs> I'm tricking fools. It's like uh, two plus two is three. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> they gotta believe me. What are they gonna do? Fight against it. They got no uh, force atonement. So what are, what are they gonna do? Nothing. This is tricky. Jew, what's your final answer here? Because I still don't even know. Give me man. the fucking lightsaber. I'm gonna slice motherfuckers down, slice some trees down, build me a nice house. That's true. Got me a nice fire starter. I'm chilling. I'll Give go... me the bucket of water. I'm throwing it on your lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is tricky. But I think I'll go really skilled with the light, with the force, average with the lightsaber. But as long as I get a lightsaber with it, you know what I'm saying? Nope. Battery's not included. Fuck. No kyber crystal for you. Then I'll, I'll take the lightsaber. I'll take the lightsaber then. I just want a lightsaber, you know? A real lightsaber, are you kidding me? Just igniting that bitch? Bro, I'm just gonna use my force and take your lightsaber. <laughs> what are you careful, talking about? <laughs> careful with that thing, you'll poke your eye out, kid. Yeah. <laughs> you got the next one, uh, Freddy? Yeah, I got the next one. Alright, so we've got. Alex up in Portland, Oregon says, uh, hello, the Battle of Hoth is such an iconic sequence and the ATAT walkers are unforgettable. But why did the Empire choose to use these large, seemingly slow moving machines in battle? Was there a tactical advantage deploying them on Hoth or was it just for intimidation? Okay, that's um, it's a pretty interesting question. First of all, uh, you know, hello to you too, brother. Um, what do you think about that, MJ? I think you might have read the wrong question. Yeah, I don't see that question. Do you want um, me to read the question for you? Yeah. Okay. It says, "From Alex in Portland, the Empire Strikes Back introduced us to the intriguing character." Lando Calrissian. He seems like a complex guy with a history with Han Solo and his own set of motivations. Can you dive into Lando's background a bit and discuss his role in the larger Star Wars universe? Well, with his origin, um, I felt he was definitely a huge traitor, for sure. Um, but then come episode six, uh, he grown very fond with the fans, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but then we go into like deeper with his origin in the solo movie uh, I, I don't know i think he's weird he's like he's intimate with droids mm -hmm. yeah and a gambling addict for sure it's not healthy seek help hey you love who you love you know can't control true. that <laughs> true so what he he loves a droid and likes to or actually she friend zoned him right yeah something like that yeah what the fuck have you you've seen that jute in the solo movie i don't recall it's been so long well it's been rush up fucking all i'm saying i've seen it my boy lando goes hard no matter what he's got that Millennium Falcon. Won it, won it in a card game and yeah. lost it in a card game too. <laughs> He's a baller through and through. He got too cute with it. Yeah. Well, Lando's sick, and um, as far as his background goes, he's gonna get his own show soon, so we'll see a lot of it. You know. Hopefully, it's good. I love Childish Gambino. If you haven't seen Atlanta, I recommend it. Mm hmm. That's facts. Damn good show. So, yeah, I think where he fits in as well, he's a war general, he's a good guy, and he fucker can wear a cape, you know? He's a skiff guard. Yeah. And a, a smooth criminal, too, because he's got, he's got kids all throughout the galaxy. So, uh, we, we like Lando. We're pro-Lando here. We're pro-Lando here. Lando Calrissian. Random Lando fun fact, by the way. Did you know he uh, was originally supposed to be a clone? Yes. Crazy, right? Yes. Yeah. Lando was supposed to be the first. Uh, not the first, but he was going to be like what the clones in the Clone Wars were. It was going to be a bunch oh, of Landos. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? Lando clone Rizian, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's a cool little fun fact. Shout out Fred for bringing that up. Well, you got the next one, MJ? Yes, sir. So this one comes in from Mario out in Houston, Texas, saying, Hi, podcast team. I've always been fascinated by the relationship between Leia and Han and the Empire back. Their banter is both funny and heartwarming. Can you explain how their dynamic evolves throughout the film and why it resonates so strongly with fans? Well, I think at first they were in a love triangle, right? Mm-hmm. But then it got sure. weird once we figured out that they were, uh, <laughs> that Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> Some sweet home Alabama type beat. And then that split off. Now we got Luke and Leia. What's she going to do? Fuck with a Wookiee? <laughs> Fred likes to think so. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> You told me Honda and Tag and Chewie every now and then, bro. No. <laughs> uh, that's but exactly with them, what I'm uh, Bantering back and forth, that probably caused a spark. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up being lubby dubby with each other. And then we got dumbass Ben Zolo. Fuck that little dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking caused our homie to go into oh i don't want to use the force i want to die alone bro if anybody ever asks what like if you could be one character who you be in jt's picking old man luca he's killing ben solo bro <laughs> i'm striking that motherfucker down 
You got to at that point. You got to. Fuck him. And I'm gonna I'm take out Zotico's what? character as well. Nah, you can't be doing that to me, man. I didn't do nothing wrong. Then I'm gonna meet you. Coming for your character too, bro. <laughs> hey, you gotta kill your own character first, bucko. Hey, I'm down, Doc. So that was a solid question. Solid question. Um, Ju, you got the next one? We got Kevin out there in Detroit, Michigan. Hey, folks. The Empire Strike Backs ends on a pretty intense cliffhanger with Han Solo frozen in carbonite and Luke discovering the shocking truth about his... his parent? Was it, uh... Can you... Oh, parentage, yeah. Parentage, yeah. Yeah. My glasses are fucked. He didn't go to college. Can you discuss okay. the impact <laughs> of this ending on the Star Wars franchise and how it's set stage for the following movies? Um, I, yeah, we kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier, but it kind of just sent everything into disarray a little bit because you learn that Vader is Luke's father. Han Solo sacrifices himself and you're just wondering like what's to come you know you're wondering what's to come I think that the impact of this ending on the franchise I mean it kind of it kind of throws the softball for episode six to then hit it out the park you know because the thing that people tend to forget, like, Vader could have easily killed Luke right there. Just throw the saber done and dusted. But he was toying with Luke. He was seeing if Luke was actually strong enough. Because if Luke didn't put up a fight, he would have just killed him. Mm. He didn't have... Yeah. He didn't have any, any reason not to, but he needed to see if he was strong enough that he could use him to kill the Emperor with, so... Um... Yeah. That's about it. He gave us a top five emote on Twitch, too. Mm -hmm. Facts. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, We've got two more questions here, and we'll get everyone up out of here. This one is from Jessica in Boston, Mass. What's up, Jessica? She says, hi, podcasters. Shout out to you, Jessica. Yoda's wisdom is a central theme in the Empire Strikes Back, and his training with Luke is a crucial part of the story. Um, but why did Yoda initially hesitate to train Luke? What were his doubts? Yeah, um, as far as this question goes, bro, I think it's pretty obvious, right? Like, he saw what happened with Anakin when Obi-Wan kind of trained him, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't want the same thing to happen when he trained Luke, you know? Um, I think overall his failures just kind of made him feel like he wasn't confident in himself as well to raise like a proper jedi you know so all of that like coming together into like one just big like rut roll i don't know <laughs> about this one but uh yeah no um i think just that pretty much right yeah i can't really see like anything else that would contribute to it right just scared Pretty much, um, he wanted to make sure that Luke was worthy, you know, to carry on the Jedi lineage. 
because Yoda did make peace with himself that, you know, if if he's the last Jedi, he's the last Jedi. But True. he wanted to make sure that Luke wasn't carrying enough of the darkness that Anakin had. So Yeah, the Skywalker name is pretty heavy, right? So Yeah. Pretty simple. Um yeah. And then last question that we have for the pod tonight. And again, you guys can send any of your questions at Star Wars TAP on Instagram, Twitter, or in the comments here. Make sure to tap in. This one's from Michael in Milwaukee. Uh, shout out to Michael. He's always been sending in questions. Um, easy one this week. What is your favorite Star Wars memory? Oh, man. Favorite Star Wars memory? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, to be honest, my favorite Star Wars memory just has to be like watching with you guys, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Going through one through nine together, like, for my first, like, time, you know? It was awesome, you know? Like, you guys are like, yeah, you definitely gotta watch it, man. Let's watch it in Discord, you know? It's like, bet. Hopped in Discord. We watched it together, you know, like, oh, man, little Anakin, you know, little bastard, beating Sebulba in that race. And then, <laughs> you know, going all the way to episode nine, you know, just, it was such a good experience for me. Like, I, you guys definitely made my Star Wars experience, like, a lot more fun. So, thank you guys for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, brother. I mean, for me, my favorite memory watching Star Wars is just... Going to see it with my family, my dad, my brothers. Um, I saw episodes seven, eight, nine with one of my homies from high school. And that, like in between episodes eight and nine, like we didn't really talk all that much, but like we we knew like uh, we got to go see Star Wars together, you know, tradition and shit. So that was dope. Another thing that I really fucked with was how y'all two were dogging on me playing Squiggo for the three months I was playing it before you guys True, and then y'all hopped was. on it just randomly and then became hyperdrive babies with me but I, I was a random hater you know so facts. and then y'all just kind of grew into Star Wars you know so that was cool um but yeah I mean MJ Jute, do you guys have any memories of Star Wars you love? That Darth Maul reveal is something else, man. With Duel of the Fates yes. blasting right behind them doors. There's nothing like it. Facts. I'm hoping we get something like that with Thrawn. With those damn organs. Juter? One of my favorite memories of Star Wars is uh, Palpatine going unlimited power. I shout that shit any chance yeah. I get. <laughs> That right. is true, everybody. He does. Hello there. I got that shit as my text tone. 100p. It's good memories. Facts. And you know what? Starting this podcast has been a good memory. And we appreciate you guys, and we appreciate everyone that has sent in questions. That is going to do it for episode five of the Archives podcast. We will see you all next time for episode six. And, uh, again, make sure to check us out on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, iHeartRadio, YouTube. We are everywhere. Amazon Music. Drop a like, drop a download, give us a five-star review. And don't forget, 
always tap in and may the force be with you always